This episode of Hookup Horror Stories is brought to you by the Moan app. Moan, M-O-N, is a first and only live social audio app for the sex-positive community. Drop into a room and hear live conversations about topics like LGBTQ plus issues, kink, and polyamory, with discussions led by sexologists, doctors, and cultural experts, and everyday enthusiasts. Or initiate your own conversations and discuss your favorite topics around sex in a judgment-free, tolerant, and anonymous forum. You can also join hashtag Stories Rooms and live tapings of this very show, where we will discuss various subjects, play games, and tell stories with other moaners. Download the Moan app, that's M-O-N, on the App Store and Google Play now. See you there. I, I have questions. How are the hygienic practices at these blood orgies? Like, how do they avoid getting hepatitis and other blood related i attended everyone had uh everyone brought their fgi charts etc um their 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 results not charts uh they brought their results and they all knew each other fairly well um and there was a nurse on site who was ensuring everyone was using sterile needles new needles each time etc oh they got money Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we spill the tea on sex and dating. I'm your resident sexual deviant, Demi Wild. This is a special interactive version of the podcast created just for Moan users, where we will be discussing the latest news headlines, dishing out some sexy advice to Reddit questions, and we will also be playing a group game of Red Flags. So stick around. We're going to have a lot of fun here on Moan. I would like to welcome all of my folks that are in here in the room with me. I've got Miss Sapphire, Shy, and Marcus. Of course, welcome, welcome. Happy to have you guys here. Um, so a couple of ground rules before we get started. I know I don't I don't need to say this to anybody out here because everyone's really fantastic on this app, but um, this is a safe space, so please just be kind to everyone involved. Uh, stay on the topic respectfully. I will be jumping around quite a bit, but I'll always be the captain of the ship, so I'll be able to steer us back if we ever get too lost. Um, also, if you want to join the conversation or have something to say about the topic, kindly raise your hand and I'll pull you up to the stage, or you could just say it in the comments. And when you're not speaking, just remember to kindly mute yourself to eliminate any background noise as this is a recorded podcast. Happy to have you guys here. Happy new year. Also, I know this is the first one I've done of the new year. I hope you guys had a fantastic year of 2022, but 2023 is about to get lit. (laughs) Let me know if you guys agree. Give me some, give me some emojis. Give me some fun, fun, fun emojis. All right, let's just get into some uh, headlines here. So um, I want to give a warning to all my OnlyFans creators out here. 
Apparently, several OnlyFans content creators were contacted last month in connection with criminal tax evasion investigation. Pairs of IRS special agents across the county country descended upon the homes and offices of OnlyFans personalities and their tax return preparers, delivering grand jury subpoenas, says John Calvin, a Seattle tax defense attorney. Special agents are members of the IRS investigation division, which for more than a century has gone over for tax fraud and other financial crimes. Recently, for example, has been involved in the seizure of billions of hacked crypto and grand jury subpoenas mean the Department of Justice OnlyFans reportedly grossed over $2.3 billion in 2020 alone, and its content creators have been increasingly well-known for their eye-popping accumulation of wealth. It seems that no surprise that the IRS and the Department of Justice have some questions for some of the highest grossing of the 1.6 million content creators. It is likely one of the disputes between the creators and the IRS will be whether or not and to what extent those displays of wealth are ordinary and necessary parts of earning income on the platform. Is such a dispute really a criminal matter? That remains to be seen. So tax evasion, potentially. Um, <laughs> pay, RuPaul says this, pay your taxes. When you start accumulating money, you have to pay your taxes. Otherwise, you will get <laughs> the government involved. They will chase you down. Word of advice, if you ever get any type of money, pay your taxes. Um, let me know what you think in the comments. I'm going to talk about the next one here because this is the most fun that happened over the holidays. Uh, three dominatrixes showed up to a Florida city council meeting asking their local city council to consider allocating $250,000 to fund a municipal sex dungeon. The trio, dressed in full-body bondage suits, appeared at a city commission meeting where officials were discussing a $1 million contract for a waste processing plant. Good evening, council peoples. You may call me mistress, the dom said in charge said. I do, however, find it interesting that you will spend almost $1 million to hide your secrets down the drain. Hiding that condom I know I <laughs> hiding that condom I know you use to cheat on your spouse with. So I propose that you use a quarter of that mill to support doms and subs in Broward County to build a dungeon created for us by us, the taxpayers and voting citizens, she said. In closing, do not let this glamorousness distract you from your duty, your, your duty to take my demand, Mr. said. I look forward to spanking each and every one of you at the new esteemed dungeon. You are dismissed. The appearance of the dominatrixes at the city council hearing was reportedly a publicity stunt to promote the new king club located nearby. What do you guys think about dominatrixes showing up to a... Um, <laughs> showing up to a city council meeting let me know in the comments welcome new person welcome welcome uh next up so this is interesting tramp stamps are apparently back uh some trends might be a little bit more permanent than we thought while getting a lower back tattoo or a tramp stamp has been synonymous with being slutty or trashy gen z's love of the early 90s has seen them making a comeback Lower back tattoos became popular in Western culture in the late 90s and early 2000s by young female celebrities, including Britney Spears, Aaliyah, Nicole Richie, and Lindsay Lohan, who flaunted their lower back ink. A 2011 study found that the body artwork, referred to as tramp stamps, became unfairly associated with promiscuity. However, unlike the original implications, this time around, tattoos are seen as more empowering rather than embarrassing. On TikTok, influencers have embraced their lower back ink with one video amassing more than 3.8 million views since it was posted in October. 
Come get a tramp stamp with me. The Gen Z creator, Callie Wilson, wrote on her video showing that the process of her inking to millions of both delighted and horrified users. Some are still scarred by their own tattoos. This is a very interesting fact, though, that I found doing this research on tramp stamps. The so-called tramp stamp isn't a sign of trashiness at all. It's actually an early women's tradition. A recent discovery has led researchers to believe that ancient Egyptian women were adorned with lower back tattoos to protect themselves and others during childbirth. The hypothesis comes after experts at the University of Missouri and Johns Hopkins University examined the mummified remains of two women with inked backsides. According to the study authors, their power derived from sympathetic magic activated only when all of the women involved during childbirth wore similar tattoos. I thought it was very beautiful. It was, uh, I mean, that's a very beautiful thing to have, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a sympathetic, empathetic type thing ritual it's very interesting so yeah tramp stamps are not that bad um last but not least here i've got uh louisiana now requires id to view porn so if you guys are going to louisiana just beware on websites showcasing adult-only content, verifying your age by typing in your birthday and clicking go is deemed a simple process but in louisiana that is no longer the case as of January 1st, 2023, people in Louisiana will need to present proof of their age, such as government-issued ID, to visit and view pornographic websites such as Pornhub, YouPorn, and RedTube. The controversial law, known as Act 440, requires adult websites to screen their visitors using reasonable age verification. The new law applies to any websites whose content is at least 33.3 pornographic material that is harmful to minors. Quote, harmful to minors. As with any form of online verification in which you enter sensitive data into your driver's license information, address, phone number, and social security number, concerns grow as to whether your information is fully protected against security breaches and hacks. And with Louisiana's new law, experts argue that the verification process could potentially become with a serious privacy risks for users. Louisiana is the first state to implement such age, ver age verification to view adult content online. Other states, such as California, have passed similar laws restricting minors' access, and in Washington, D.C., Senator Mike Lee of Utah introduced a bill last month that would similarly require age verification, but on a national level. So, uh, very interesting. Um, Louisiana, if you guys are planning a New Orleans trip, just before you might have to enter your ID into a browser in order to look at it. These comments are lit. Hey, guys. <laughs> I know, it's it's kind of crazy i know i have no idea how they're gonna like come up with a 33.3 percent obscene material on websites like how do they come up with that and data collected now and centralized yeah huge issue privacy is becoming kind of a big thing i i've been getting checks from random thing random things like you know t-mobile security breach here's a 20 dollar check or you know certain things like that i've been getting like random checks very interesting, very fascinating. Um, cool. So let's get into some of these Reddit questions. I got a bunch of Reddit questions. I pulled up this. We're going to give our hot takes. We're going to give some advice to these people who sorely need it. So we have a question about a friend with benefits here and wanted to know if these are friends with benefit red flags. I'm an 18 female and currently having casual sex with an 18 male. He wanted to hook up with me, and because I'm single and he's good-looking, not usually my type, I kind of thought, 
well, whatever. The sex is, itself is good, especially the last time we had sex. It was very intimate. But there are a few things that I've noticed and worry me a bit. Firstly, I'm not on the pill, and I don't want, really want to be the, on it for personal reasons. And I've explained this to him, and first time we had sex, he used a condom. However, the second time that he had sex, he didn't use a condom, and he said he'd pull out, uh, to which I agreed to. I regret this decision now. I ended up letting him finish inside of me, and I had to get a plan B. Which, although he said he paid for, he didn't. I wish he would just wear a condom, but he says they aren't comfortable. Boo-hoo. Um, I've had him order a test and I don't really know his sexual history, but I know he slept with quite a few people at 18. Damn. Uh, the second red flag is much more minor and there's no aftercare. Like we don't stay in bed or chat or cuddle. Uh, he just gets dressed and we have a bit of conversation and he leaves. And the other day he was just showing me pictures of his girls that he wants to and has, <laughs> he has and wants to fuck. I know these are just friends with benefit, but it doesn't do a lot for your self-esteem. Is this unhealthy? And what should I do if it ends so? <sighs> well, I can't say that this is a very unique situation. This is pretty common with guys, I think. Um, I think that you should dump his ass because uh, if you're not having a full conversation with him, if you feel uncomfortable, that's really just not worth it, in my opinion. It's just a lot of like, why am I doing this to like, like conceding power to another person, you know, it just doesn't feel right to me. Sounds like a selfish prick. That's right. Looks what happened. Fosta Sesta, massive government overreach. You're right. Agree, shy. You know, it's more uncomfortable wanting wanting pregnancies and STDs, STIs that could be prevented. That is right. Oh my gosh. Like I, yeah, better safe than sorry. Any more thoughts on these? I think it's a pretty cut and dry situation here I, I i don't think you should entertain guys like this like you should be having good sex it's time is too too life is too short to be having bad sex in my opinion it's just like you need to have good even if it's just a brief encounter with a person you should be having like fulfilling sex with them um any more thoughts put them in the comment or again if you want to come up to the stage and, and chat a little bit about these you're more than welcome to also um, on to the next one though. I have my boyfriend's hairy penis hurts my vagina. <laughs> so my boyfriend, male 27, has a very is a very hairy guy, which I 26 female love. However, he also has a very hairy shaft. Poor guy. Almost half of his shaft is covered in hair. And whenever he we have sex, I get really sore. That's happened to me a few times actually, too. Uh we know that hairy shafts are common, but all the forums would have looked and never seems to have any, oh, all the forums and looked and we've never seemed to have good advice. He's tried shaving it, but I still get sore no matter what. Yeah, prickles are not fun. Uh, I've read that your, your vagina gets sore too often if you, and you can develop scar tissue, which can make sex painful for the rest of your life. I didn't know that. That's interesting. However, uh, therefore, I am desperate for advice because I love him, but I'm willing to go sacrifice my ability to have sex and enjoy it for the rest of my life, all because of some hair on his penis. Have we tried using a condom, but he doesn't like it? Mm, again, boo-hoo. <laughs> what can we do? Wax, laser, please help. <sighs> I've never seen anyone talk about this. It's like paper cuts. Exactly. I've it, This happened to me before. Um, I It was very uncomfortable situation. Um, but I think since you are 
together. You're able to have this conversation with, with him, perhaps a wax, like, like see if that works. Or if you have the money lasering would probably be the best option since that just kind of alleviates it for a longer period of time or forever. Um, I am a very hairy person myself. I shave, but again, I get rashes at times too, or razor burn. And it's very uncomfortable. I can't wait for the day that I can actually like afford to get my ass lasered. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Back onto the hairy penis. What do you guys think? (laughs) Um, yeah, like I said, I can't wait to get lasered myself. That is, um, my goal in life. Uh, (laughs) hopefully, I'm not sure the going rate. Maybe I should look it up. But again, I know it's a little bit costly. Um, but I guess you can get like a wax kit at, at you know CVS or a drugstore or something just to kind of alleviate so on and so forth. Do you guys have any other ideas about this? I mean, I've I just didn't have the heart to bring it up to the guy. <laughs> we just finished and that was the end of it. But um, what do you guys think? Nair, that's an option too. I I use that occasionally, and it does last a little bit longer, and you get a smoother finish. Um, I would say, Shy, you're in Australia. That's where Nair's from, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I've purchased a home laser gun, and it's great if used regularly. Much cheaper if going to a salon. How much did that cost you? Because I've I've heard of home lasering kits. I've never never entertained or looked at the the prices on them five hundred dollars yeah <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> that's a that is cheaper than going to go get laser though I'm pretty sure um cool so we've got that one solve that case open and shut case Less than waxing on the regular. Yeah, exactly. Um, Girlfriend thinks cum is disgusting and it makes me feel disgusting. This is interesting. My girlfriend and I have been dating for a bit over a year and we are both in our early 20s. Our sex life is okay, but one thing that has persisted this whole time is that she thinks cum is absolutely disgusting. She will never give me blowjobs because she doesn't want pre-cum in her mouth and she never wants me to finish inside of her. The compromise we have come to is that when I'm about to finish, I can finish on her back or stomach as long as I immediately clean it up with disinfecting wipes. I think there's more options than just that. (laughs) Like Clorox wipes or the hand wipes. She originally wanted me to finish into tissues. Instead, I told her I thought that this is way too out there. I mean, only, I mean, I've only done that when I masturbated. That seems a little interesting uh i can't help but feel i'm absolutely disgusting to her because of this because of your natural body function partly because she thinks my natural fluids are absolutely disgusting but also because i i think she's sexy and so her natural fluids are so hot and desirable by my extension uh before anyone asks i don't think it's my cum in particular that she thinks is disgusting because i'm a healthy person my cum is normal cool am i wrong to suspect that she is either unattracted to me or she thinks that i'm gross on some level She's worse than me back in my 20s. Socks for a good catch-all. <laughs> That's what I used in my teenage years. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel a little bad for this guy. You know, I, I think this girl just might not be the girl for him at this point in his life. It's um, That's unfortunate because, you know, I, I'm not a 
come fan myself, you know, but I think I've just learned to acquiesce. I'm not sure in her early twenties. Okay. You know, fairly new, I guess, to the sex game, I would assume. So it might be an acquired taste. <laughs> She's got some stuff to work out. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I yeah, I think maybe there are other options. Perhaps if you just use a condom, you can just come in the condom and that's a nice catch-all for everything also. Um, that way you also don't, you know, risk her of her phobia or whatever. What do you guys feel? What are your guys' thoughts about cum? <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> Contagious positive vibes. Thank you. I just find everything hilarious. And sometimes it's gotten me into some trouble. <laughs> All right. Last one. How do you tell your significant other that you want to have sex? How do you initiate sex? I, female 19, have been trying to come up with ways to bring it up to him, male 20. But every time I mention it or rather try to, I always shy out of it because we have yet to even discuss our sexual preferences, desires, or boundaries. I'm not even sure if he's interested because he doesn't seem to reciprocate with the same level or of humor or anything. We do have a pretty safe relationship, but he usually feels open to talk about anything, but I always shy away when it comes up to topics relating to sex. I'm not sure why I do this. Worst part is I think he's starting to catch on too, but I'm too shy to do anything about it because I'm not sure what the hell I should do. He hasn't made any sort of advancements towards his this direction either. How long have you guys been together? Another FYI, we are each other's first. We have been intimate for a while, now cuddling, kissing, but I noticed that he never touches me in places that he hasn't touched before. Furthest, he would go to his inner thighs or the small of my back. I was thinking for maybe a while, it was just respective of my boundaries because I just don't see him me naked, even though it sounds like he just doesn't know how to do it either. <laughs> just, I think you just got to do it, man. Like... <laughs> two subs <laughs> there's the issue right there they're not talking the lack of communication and the lack of intimacy i know i i feel like they're trying to like let their bodies do the talking but it seems like they're just inexperienced like they just need to just do it <laughs> like if you've done it before why is it such an issue to do it again unless there is something else going on emotionally it, there might be other things but from what I can gather with this, it just sounds like they're inexperienced and they don't know how to initiate sex. <laughs> and they're not talking. <laughs> Welcome up, Miss Sapphire. Oh my God. All these fucking questions that hit me. Just hit me. So many fucking nerves. In a good way. In a good way. It shows <laughs> that when with this couple, it is the lack of intimacy, but you can't have intimacy without communication. And so if right. communicating about even just the simplest things, you know, then that intimacy is just not going to be there. You know, it goes hand in hand. Even if they just should fuck it out, it's like they, they got to talk about how to approach things. Yeah. Yeah. They just need to like say, hey, do you want to have sex? If it's as simple as that. Exactly. Or just, this, you know, the simple question, what turns you on? Right. Why are you with me? What makes you attracted to me? And vice versa. It's all those basic things that, unfortunately, I feel like sex ed classes should be teaching. You know, instead right. of just consent, we should also talk about 
communication, how to communicate your wants and needs and your desires with your potential partners or your potential mates. I think intimacy comes through communication. And if you're lacking both, then honey, you're shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. You said it, sister. I mean, <laughs> I, I have no rebuttal to that because it's you just hit the nail directly on the head. Like you, they need to be teaching this in school, like, because it's not just put the, put the condom on the dick. It's, it's like, you literally need Mm -hmm. so many other things to communicate with your partner. Vetting is a huge thing too. Like, especially when you're like about to like get into a, a, even just like a, a a brief, you know, one-off hookup or whatever, you need to be like vetting people, like actually asking questions and talking to them about their wants and needs and bringing up whatever your past is, you know, it's just a really difficult thing to do, especially with how things are run. You know, it's just not a common practice, unfortunately. 1000%. And yeah, I think, you know, they're young, they're learning, but unfortunately, you know, what they're not learning is communication, you know, and there is a lot of shame around, you know, communicating your wants and needs, especially for us women, you know, or those who identify as a woman, we're not allowed to ask for sex. We mm-hmm. have to just take it. We're supposed to be whisked away by the more machismo person that we're involved with. Because, you know, the mainstream media loves to say it takes a strong man to take you down in the bedroom. And if you're gay, well, you're shit out of luck because the gays are just, you know, so natural at talking and communicating about sex. That, that's what I get the portrayal of all, all the time. Or it's the, you know, if you're more masculine, you're in charge, so therefore you take charge of your sex life. And if you're, you know, feminine presenting, you just gotta, sh- you know, shut up and take it. Right. And it's fucked up. It's absolutely fucked up. Yeah. But it does start from just the basic needs. It's just, you know, you tell your partner when you're hungry, so why can't you tell them you're hungry for? <laughs> Exactly. Simple as that. Simple as that. I'm over here texting my man how I want to have a nice, passionate, hot shower with him. And he's like, well, I need to eat some food first. And I get it. You need food. You need energy to fuck me. Go ahead. See, he just communicated all the once. He wants it, but he needs food first. Right. (laughs) He needs to unwind a little bit first. Exactly. Exactly. I always thought it was very interesting... I always thought it was very interesting where um, I didn't take my first communication class until college. Like why even just taking sex out of the equation here for like a second, Mm -hmm. why are we only learning how to communicate when we're 20 years old? You know, we've gone through what, 15 years of school at that point, not a single communication lesson. (laughs) Right. Like not even in mock trial. I don't think we talked, you know, we talked about, we didn't talk about how to just straight up look at people in the eye and just communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think I took a speech, like when I started getting into like the radio aspect and started taking public speaking classes, yeah, it was like my sophomore year of college, not even the freshman year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, you just want to throw it to the wolves, not even get the fresh meat, just the fresh part on communication, like. The fuck I have to wait another like a whole ass year to learn just how to talk to people? Get out of here. Shy says I'd respond, but it'd be a political response. I mean, I, I don't shy away from, from politics here, 
but I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Like education is just, it's non-existent in the U.S. Like we have the same basic kind of structure of the education system that we've had for over a hundred years and it, it, it's high time it changes. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? It's, it blows my mind when you go and watch international shows and see how they approach sex different uh, than the Americans. And I'm like, where did we go so wrong? Like, we can still be nasty and have, like, the raunchy sex on television, but it's like the British actually fucking get it. You mm-hmm. see condom usage. You see them talking about consent. You see them actually communicating before the boning happens. Exactly. And you see aftercare in some shows. I'm like, the fuck? Why can't we just have that? Like, I feel like, I mean, you guys probably watch all, like, Sex Education, right? The show on Netflix. I have not watched it just yet. My friends keep telling me I need to just like dive in. But I'm like, I'm kind of like, at this point, I want to wait until it dies down so I can just binge everything. <laughs> and then just like really go balls deep in it. But I've heard nothing but good things about it. It's a great show. And um, they really approach sex from a very unique point of view. Not just yeah. as like teenagers, but like they approach it as like adults. They're very... They're very kind of like, you know, especially with um, the addition of uh, Gillian Anderson on there. Like, she's the sex ed teacher. She's so good in it. And I didn't know that she was actually British (laughs) or part British or half. You didn't know she was a lesbian? A British. (laughs) Oh, yes. I think I knew she was a lesbian, but I didn't know that she was actually, or if she's not like fully British, I think she's just spent a lot of time there or something. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. I think she actually is. It's just, you know, we are so used to seeing her on Americanized shows mm-hmm. where it's like you almost forget. It's like, you know, um, half these actors and actresses, it's like you hear them. There's, I went to a, a side panel for Handmaid's Tale and half of the cast was Aussie or British. And I'm like, the fuck? Mind blown. <laughs> Mind blown. Mind fucking blown. <laughs> Yeah, she is really hot. I had, I had a, I mean, I, there was a question mark behind my sexuality for a, a little bit when I was a kid. I thought she was gorgeous, but I, I just appreciate how fucking pretty she is. She's really good, and she's a really great actress. I used to watch X Files a lot, so I was, I was that kid. Me, me too. Honestly, when I look back and I'm like, I'm not watching for David Duchovny. I'm watching for her. <laughs> Them together, though, oof. Oh my god! I mean, he's yummy, but she mm, mm. even next level shape. <laughs> maybe I should maybe get back to the show here. But <laughs> one last thing about David Duchovny: <laughs> Have you seen him recently? No. He's he's still great looking. He is still great looking. Okay. He's. I mean, if, if, I mean, he's maybe like a grandpa age at this point, but he's still good looking. <laughs> oh my God. I definitely have to see it. I definitely need to. Grandpa, I'd like to fuck. Californication. I did not unfortunately watch that. He plays a sex addict. I think it actually, um, I think it's based off of him because he's a sex addict too. Mm-hmm. I think I saw like the first few episodes and I just kind of fell off, but I heard it was a great show. Yeah, it was a great show. Welcome, Brutus. Nice to have you here. Well, I'm going to sit down because 
You don't have to because the last thing that I have here is actually red flags. So I want to have people up here to play red flags with me. Oh, well, I do like a good red flag. I guess I'll say. Okay, welcome up, Shy. If you guys want to play red flags, raise your little hand. Let's all play. All right, this is lit. <laughs> All right, you guys are going to really appreciate this setting of red flags. If you've never played red flags before, basically, I'm going to give you a situation and you're going to tell me if it's a red flag or a green flag to you and why. Or, I mean, we'll see. Because these ones, they all have a theme and the theme is lube. <laughs> so we'll go one by one because we have a lot of us up here. I'm going to say the first one is they invite you over and they don't have lube. Marcus, red flag or green flag? Super sorry. I was muting myself, so I didn't hear. Oh, uh, they invite you over and they don't have lube. Um, well, I, um, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's guy or girl. Up to you. <laughs> Fill in the blank. <laughs> Do you bring the lube over? Is I mean, um, uh, I think it depends on if it's a guy or girl. I mean, a guy, it's kind of implied, right? As a girl, right. I don't know. Maybe she just gets super naturally wet. So, um, um, so if it, if it was a guy, I mean, yeah, that'd be a huge red flag. What are we gonna do? <laughs> uh, right. Well, we're gonna sit and look at each other. <laughs> we'll do that. Exactly. Shy, how about you? I have to agree with Marcus, depends on if it's guy or girl. I think if, if it's a guy, then there's an insinuation that he wants butt play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> red flag, red flag. Red flag. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's a variable. It's a variable. Brutus, and you're you. Yeah, Brutus, you're new. How? What do you? What do you say about this? This is the first time we're talking. Hi, how's it going, Emmy? Good. How are you? Well, for me, lube is always a green flag. But then again, uh, I make toys for a living, so I always have it with me. Um, <laughs> but to jump off of what Marcus said, there there is one thing that I will say is if you go to hook up with a guy and he's only using spit. You're either going to have the best time or the worst time of your life. There is no in between. <laughs> I oh believe it. Wait, wait. I, I just got a comment in that question. So listening to everybody's green flags or red flags, I feel like I missed the question. Oh, no worries. <laughs> Go over and there's no lube. Oh, yeah. No, no lube. You better keep us safe out of my, my orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. No. No, no lube is a red flag. I don't care who you are. I think my rule is if if they if I invite someone over, I should be providing the lube. I shouldn't be expecting the person that I just invited over to bring lube. That doesn't make any sense. I should be the supplier if I'm inviting the person over. Absolutely. But I always have to bring my own supplies because unfortunately I'm allergic to like silicone and latex so most of the you know people that I've ever played with as far as new energy sometimes use silicone and don't realize it mm. and I'm like ah oh, <laughs> we got a problem <laughs> uh oh yeah 
Yeah. You're allergic to both silicone and latex? Yeah. Damn. I am so sorry. Yes, I found this the hard way, unfortunately, and it's just, I have a very sensitive body, like my skin is very sensitive, my vagina is very sensitive, so it's skin or nothing, you know what I mean, uh, skin condoms with, you know, partners that I'm not um, fluidly bonded to, and then I need to use non-latex, solely water-based lube only for myself. I can't use water base myself. It's it's too. It, it dries up real fast. Mm, I got something for you, Demi. Do you? <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> I I I actually would really like to know this as well because as a as you know I make silicone toys and the all of the water based lubes we use that is the same problem I find as well. They're either too sticky or they dry up way too fast. Yeah. So what I did, um, I was using a sponsorship and actually it was pretty, the loop was actually pretty decent. So it's called Pulse and they have aloe base and they have water base. And there's a dispenser you can use to like warm it up and it actually wasn't sticky at all. And it did kind of like lubricate well with my skin. Now, Demi, I think you should try if you haven't already tried some aloe based loops. Aloe based that help too. That sounds great, actually. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that so, out. I just actually went in your with the dude with the hairy penis. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Aloe based lube for the hairy penis guy. That would definitely help, I think. Okay, next one. They use olive oil as lube. Oh, I have. It's good. <laughs> I think it works. <laughs> coconut oil. Yeah, I. Coconut oil is my my go to. Marcus, how about you? I I mean, um, yeah, not not a not a red flag for me. I mean, yeah, I'm all about it. Um, I've used it before. But... Gotcha. <laughs> Green flag. So it's yeah. a red flag. Green flag. It's a red flag for me. It's a what? It's a red flag for me. <laughs> why is that? And I'll and I'll say why. Um, so for those who are latex lovers, it actually breaks down the latex condoms. Oh. Can also weaken your skin's natural barrier functioning plus pores, which leads to breakout and infection. Oh, good to know. <laughs> and that's also the same with coconut oil. Use it as a massage oil. Same with coconut oil. Use it as like something for a sensual massage. Like, uh-huh. you would not use those if you're using latex condoms. Top tip. Top tip. No. But it's great on skin. It's great on the skin. I agree. I agree. All right. Everything <laughs> in moderation. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. Now, if you're doing it often and that's the only thing you use and you do it all the time, yeah. But when you desperate enough, the house, and you touch that part, boom. Like skin to skin, it will work fine. It just matters when you're using a condom, you're taking a bigger risk. Only because, you know, sometimes even like the purest of olive oils aren't actually the purest. And that's the same with like cold pressed um, coconut oils. All those materials that I put into those oils break down with on the condom. 
Dang. What about Vaseline? Does Vaseline do that? Really? Red flag. Red flag. Why? I okay. I do use Vaseline. <laughs> Again, Vaseline breaks. It's another one of those oils that breaks down the things that are supposed to protect us with common usage. Okay. That's a brain idea. You just made me write it all down. That you like carries about. 15 ingredients in Vaseline, and I can you can't pronounce most of those. Oh, okay, that's interesting. But is it okay if you're <laughs> is it okay if you're not using condoms though? Yes, it is no. fine. Oh, it's full of chemicals. chemicals. It's full of chemicals. Run, run. Oh, you're talking about using Vaseline without it? Yeah. Vaseline. About like olive oil and Coconut oil. Um, no, no, I'm talking about that. You don't want to use oh, yeah. It is just a chemical shit storm. Huh. Good to know. So I heard this on a show the other day. This is one of the, one of the next ones that I have for you guys. Um, <laughs> they they use I can't believe it's not butter as lube. What? <laughs> what? They use I can't. Okay, this is the story. I was listening to a podcast called sloppy seconds with um big dipper and meatball and they were doing a they, they were telling a story about how um so big dipper went over to this guy's house and he goes the whole room smelled like popcorn and they go he goes the whole room smelled like popcorn and he goes what is it did you just cook popcorn or something and so they like get to doing the the D and everything. He's like going down on him and whatever. And he goes, okay, like get the lube. And he pulls out a tub of I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> and he goes, that's what it was. <laughs> so is this a red flag or a green flag for you guys? That's a red flag. That's <laughs> a red flag. That's as bad as <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Someone. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Absolutely a red flag. <laughs> red, red Everyone red. knows that you use oleo. Not, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's man. a chemical in there that has 26 letters. 26 letters? Dang. And I can't believe it's not butter? I think ethyl something rather acid and it's 26 letters long. Oh, chemical my goodness. Red flag. Yeah. I mean, I'm down for popcorn. <laughs> Just not in my pussy. Just not my pussy. <laughs> okay, last one that I have for you guys. And this is for all you vampires out there. They use blood as lube. Okay. Um, Green flag with communication fire. That's yeah. interesting. There's tons of the month. That's just a natural part of being a woman. I was, I was going to say, yeah. For me, honestly, it comes down to, let's say I'm with a woman and it is that time of the month. That's not going to stop me. I know how to do laundry and shower. Um, <laughs> but in a situation where it's being used specifically as lube, it is a green flag only if this is a pre- discussed and pre-communicated negotiations prior to. If they're just springing that on you, you punch them in the throat and run. <laughs> <laughs> so I said I must 
to go as oh. far as like sarcastically because I do love a good blood um water. and you know period sex is natural. Yeah. It, just, it definitely depends on the partner. Yeah. Yeah. If it if it happens, it happens. Like <laughs> Well, uh, all I can say is it's good to know that I am among friends here. I'm not the <laughs> odd one out. Yes, yes. I have a great question that I am definitely interested. If there's a safe way to make like fake blood, use it as lube in the form of water-based, you know, lubrication, but talk, it, so be it. Talk to me in DMs later. I can actually set you oh, up with a very good recipe. Oh, please, yes. Ooh. That would be great. My partner... Background in special like effects makeup. Awesome. Brutus! Is that Brutus or is it Marcus? Yes, it's Brutus. 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 My best friend on here. Well, I've got a lot of things going on, but I have a lot of knowledge, and I am happy to help and educate in any way I can. Brutus, oh you sound God. really interesting. Like, you make toys, you have background in special effects makeup. Like, I think, like, we get along really well. I I have lived a very interesting life. I am 36 years old, but I am 70 at heart. <laughs> I, I make sex toys and custom rope and wax play candles for a living, and my sex toys are not your typical ones. I make the stuff that you see from the fantasy monster genres. So I don't make your typical stuff. I make very interesting things. But the best part about that is my entire social circle is kink or kink adjacent. So I do not have to hide or shy away from what I do or who I am with anyone I speak with. So what you see is what you get. That's I awesome. Love that. My partner is also in the room right now, and he was just saying that he's been involved in a blood orgy. Oh my! But Ooh. what does a blood orgy entail? Just like oh no no no! I I I want to hear more. Let us let us talk to the partner. <laughs> this is getting wild. <laughs> It is linked in my bio. I could also throw my link in the chat if Demi is okay with that. Absolutely, yeah. I just followed you too, Bruzo. Yeah, got it. Let's my left. I wasn't looking at it properly. Oh, yeah, that's what was happening. Oh, oh, Benjamin said he also too, Matt, um, FTK's in the chat. But he said he also participated in blood cupping. I did not participate. I was oh, there while there. it was happening. Oh, I attended the blood orgy. I did not participate in very much of it because I was new to that group of people and I did not know them well enough to let them take any type of blade or needle to my body. And, and I wasn't going to do it to them. But there was a blood cupping, there was a massage using blood uh, as the lubricant, and one girl got a vampire facial where um, they used, they drew some of her blood and used it to give her a facial. Wasn't, they said I was invited to a blood orgy and all told it was very non-orgy-esque, but it was fun. I have questions. I, I have questions. How are the hygienic practices at these blood orgies? Like, how do they avoid getting hepatitis and other 
blood related. So I attended, everyone had, uh, everyone brought their FGI charts, et cetera. Um, their, their, their results, not charts, uh, they brought their results and they all knew each other fairly well. Um, and there was a nurse on site who was ensuring everyone was using sterile needles, new needles each time, et cetera. Oh, they got money. <laughs> Having a nurse on site. I don't know how much needles cost, which tells you something about my drug experiences. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not sure either how much needles cost, but I'm just the fact that they have a nurse there on site. They, they got oh, money. No, 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 no. The nurse was participating. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense then. Since the <laughs> then, this is riveting. Nurses seem to be kinky people, like. It seems like every nurse that I've ever been with. This um, is riveting. I love this. I consider 100% uh, nurses and teachers. Nurses and teachers, absolutely. Um, I think I have to cut it here, guys, because I don't think there's any way we can top we can top the blood orgy. So <laughs> I really. <laughs> I really appreciate. I mean, we don't have the time for some of the stories that I have, but <laughs> another time I would be happy to share some of the um, nightmares that I've been through. Brutus, I think we actually have to set up an actual interview episode. I would love to have you on and like actually. I would be more than happy. I I would be more than happy to do an actual interview, but I will tell you this: just as I told Sapphire, if you have me as a guest, do not expect me to stay on any kind of script. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Exactly. Me neither. <laughs> I will throw the script out. Uh, Demi, I did. I did see your profile after I joined the room. I saw you're on TikTok. I will be following you after this. My TikTok is lit, so I love to have more people on TikTok. I, I look forward to it because I need more chaos on my FYP. Exactly. Well, amazing. I want to thank everybody here for joining you. We had such a fun time today. Uh, Marcus, Shy, Sapphire, Brutus, Subby. I know you're in. The, you're down there in the bottom, and also Free. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate all of this. I had such a fun time. I will talk to you guys later. Thanks again. Thanks, Demi. Thanks. Thank you so much for having us, Demi. Thanks, guys. This episode of Hook Up Horror Stories is brought to you by Spaces, the new chat-based app for queer people to connect about things they are most passionate about. Join a space and chat about your favorite topics, or create a space of your own, invite friends, and find community about pretty much anything, all in a safe, LGBT-friendly environment powered by Hornet. Look for Spaces in the App Store now and join the official Hook Up Horror Stories chat. Check the link in our bio to find out more. Thanks. Hook Up Horror Stories is brought to you today by Good Pods, the world's fastest growing podcast social networking app. What's the best way to discover a new podcast? Through your friends, of course. With Good Pods, you can do exactly that. Join specific groups and find out what other people are listening to right now. Everything from true crime to comedy, self-help and spirituality, and yes, even this show. Download Good Pods today and start sharing your faves with other podcast addicts everywhere. See you there. Remember, subscribing might not be worth it, but it's also not optional.